0: Talking with Topher is sponsored by SlowdownClothing.BigCartel.com, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, and NaturalBossNH.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode one twenty-three. And again. <laughs> happening TWT fans it is so good to be back on this August 11th 2022 and how are all of you doing how's everybody doing out there I hope you're doing well I hope things are going okay and I hope whatever you're dealing with you've gotten through or you're getting through it Um, because we're all dealing with a lot today. I've got some amazing stuff I can't wait to talk about. Uh, Before I get into that, let me start off by saying uh, thank you. Thank you for subscribing, uh, watching, liking, sharing, uh, all of it. I appreciate everything that you do. It keeps me coming back here week after week. So go ahead and share the podcast. Get it out into the algae rhythm. And uh, let's make this thing bigger. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe. It's the one thing I'm asking everybody to do. Uh, It's the one way that you can help the podcast grow. It keeps me coming back here week after week. So why not click that subscribe button? All right. So go ahead and do that. Um, If you want to get more involved with the podcast, you can send an email uh, you can also send a voice message. You can send uh, a, a, a video over to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talkingwithtofer at gmail.com. If you want to get more involved with the podcast, go ahead and submit your email to the official email Of the podcast, T-A-L-K-I-N with at gmail.com. And then, of course, if you want to follow me, I'm on social media. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. That's right, I'm there. Go give a follow and check it out, okay? And now, with all that out of the way, let's get into today's episode, right? Let's get into today's episode. I want to start off with the fact that I went on a vacation. It was not anywhere. I stayed home right? It's a stay home-cation, staycation, staycation. I'm going to call it a staycation. Uh, But yeah, I stayed home, got a whole bunch of stuff done. It was just really nice to not go to work, right? Because I'm not cashing them in this year, not doing it. I cashed them in last year, didn't use them. And it was a stressful year last year. And it was a stressful year so far this year. And I was just like, you know what? I can't do this to myself again. I got to have time off. So that's what I did. And I got to do what I wanted to do, which was really, really nice. I mean, I got to fix my bumper on my car. Um, That was fun. Uh, Tedious. And it was 90. Well, they said it was going to be 103 degrees, but it turned out to be only like 95. Um, But still, you know, had to have a fan on in the garage, had to uh, uh open doors and I was in and out of the garage every 30 minutes adding coats. Uh, uh, you know, I did four coats of this Plasti dip. Um, and then I had to do seven coats of a clear coat, which did not come out as nice as I wanted it to. And even though I followed the instructions with the little alcohol pad and got all the dried, clear coat off the tip. It's still kind of left like almost like a cobweb effect. Yeah, I don't know. They just say that that happens uh, when you're using that sometimes. And that's why you're supposed to shake it in between. You're supposed to use the alcohol pad on the tip and then you're supposed to spray it pretty evenly. I did all of that, but I think the heat was against me. So now my bumper looks like I replaced my bumper and was just too cheap to get it painted but that's okay because the most important thing of all of it was just to get my license plate uh, off of the center of the bumper and fill those holes. So overall, pretty satisfied with the work I did. I just wish, you know, the one rule, don't touch a drip. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. Did I follow that rule? No. I pulled, I, I touched it and it came off and God, did it make me so angry that I did that, but I can see it, and in a couple weeks, my mind will forget about it anyways. It's not going to matter. The bugs are going to splatter on it, but I ended up getting that all done, and it's just nice to have that bracket on there. I love the way the license plate looks off to the side, and just to let everybody know, you have that capability of two. It's called a tow hitch license plate bracket, and Most of us don't use our tow hitch for anything. If you're not going into a ditch and needing to be pulled out, that doesn't, it's okay to, you know, put that bracket in there, you know, unless you're like really going off-roading or something, then maybe you don't want your license plate there. But I'll tell you, I wish that more dealerships would allow you to make that decision. You know, if if they've got a bracket for that bumper, that they need to screw in. Uh, maybe just give us the bracket and and we'll make the decision on whether or not we wanna, you know, put holes in the bumper or anything like that. And uh so I don't know. It's just a nice clean look and I love it. And I've always been like, Why not use it, right? I mean, I got my bracket, I think I spent thirty two dollars on it. Not bad. Not bad at all, Um, you know, so overall to spray paint the bumper and uh, uh, sand it down, spray it, and then put the bracket in, it was like 93 bucks. So, 100 bucks, fixed everything, no more chipping paint, uh, which is really nice. That, That clear coat was toast, there was nothing left to it, and it was just peeling off, and it looked like crap. So, it just feels really good to get that all cleaned up. My car's fixed, finally. The, all the noises are gone. You know, I got a tone ring in the back that's probably going to need replacing shortly, but they tightened it up and fixed it. So, it made me feel really good to have all of that done. Um, and then the next day, uh, f- crap, Friday, Friday, that was, uh, uh, Friday, I took my dad out for lunch. You know, I, 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 I tried to give him a birthday gift. And I could not find uh, anything worth giving him. You know, um, his hobbies are very limited. Uh, so that makes buying him stuff kind of limited. So I decided I'd take him out for lunch. Last time I told you I did this, he didn't let me take him out for lunch. So I ended up getting him a bowling towel with a bunch of bowling pins that looked like they got beat up. And then um so this time I wrote him a card I was like look I'm taking you out to lunch this is the end of the story. So we ended up going to the flight center uh that took place of the something brewery in Manchester. And uh beautiful place. Uh the atmosphere was awesome. Uh we got in there they had nothing but like you know all kinds of TVs on and the bar which we don't utilize, but we went to the taller table, sat over there. Uh, the 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 waiter was really helpful. Um, even though uh, we weren't really we weren't using the bar at all, the bartender was super nice. Um, he was chit chatting with us. I think somebody that owns or has investment in the place. He was dressed up a little bit nicer. Kept coming over to make sure that everything was going okay. Um, so it was just a really nice time with my dad. Uh, he ordered a bowl of clam chowder and this meat lovers pizza, and I have to say the meat lovers pizza was—it looked really good. I didn't—I didn't eat it, uh, but I mean they had the little tiny pepperonis, they had the ham, the hamburger, the sausage. I mean it was—it was fully loaded. It was a nice thin crust. Um, if I didn't stuff my face with everything that I had, I probably would have had a piece of that. But he said that the clam chowder was amazing. There was a lot of clams in it. And, of course, I go, oh, well, that's good. And then I had to think about that for a second. As I'm talking to him, I'm like, wait a minute. Why wouldn't there be clam in the clam chowder? And my dad's like, oh, you just caught on to that, huh? And I'm like, yeah. What? And he's like, because sometimes they, you know, hold back on the clams, you know, and they add other things in, like, potatoes as fillers. And uh, the, these guys did not do that. The, he said that their clam chowder had plenty of clams in it, along with all the rest of the ingredients that were necessary. Uh, so we really enjoyed that. I got these tater tots drenched in truffle oil. And they put, like, the, the mozzarella cheese on the top, but it was, like, the, the grated mozzarella cheese, so you know it came from a block. Absolutely Amazing! I loved them. I I I ate them all. Um, I couldn't get enough of them. And then I got uh, a nice steak uh, with um, asparagus and rice pilaf. And I'm not saying that their rice pilaf was bad, but I do have to say that I have not had rice pilaf in so long that I thought it was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, and I'm not saying that their uh, rice pilaf was disgusting. What I'm saying is, is that I think I fell out of love with rice pilaf. Yeah. I was like, I always eat, I always ate rice pilaf. So it should be, you know, like riding a bike, right? No, no, it was, it was not how I remembered it. And I'm just wondering if I got more sensitive to those things because I don't eat them regularly anymore. Um, but I have to say, I don't think I'm a fan of rice pilaf, period, anymore. The asparagus was really good, seasoned well, really crispy. Uh, I, I love the asparagus. And the steak was amazingly done. It was cooked right. It, was, t- it tasted great. Their seasonings, their rubs, everything was amazing. So I really, really enjoyed eating at the flight center on Friday with my dad. Um, and then Friday night, uh, after that, I had to do some running around. Finally, sold some shit on Facebook. I know a lot of people are timid about shopping there now, with all the, 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 uh, the fake shit going on and people's accounts getting hacked. I had a customer come in my come into the vape gallery uh, last week before I went on vacation, and while he was trying to make a purchase, uh, he had to leave because he just. He got a, a, a thing, you know, he did some shopping, I think on Facebook or something, Craigslist. And and all of a sudden he's like, oh my God, I got to go. And I was like, okay, you want me to, he's like, don't hold it for me. I just got to go. I got to talk to the bank. I just got hit for five grand. And I was like, what? So this is happening to everybody. I understand why you would be wary of ordering from anything, Facebook, Craigslist, any of that stuff right now. Um, people are getting hit left and right. Like I said, a customer right in front of me, uh, just realized that he had five grand pulled out of his account and now had to call, call the bank. But you know what? That sucks because now he has to dispute it. The bank is going to take 24 to 48 hours to put that money back. And when they put that money back, that money is only there until their case is closed. And if they decide that you're in the wrong, that five grand they just gave you, you have to pay that back. So I don't like that part of it, but most of the time after the 90 days, you know, it, it is proven that it wasn't your fault. At least for me, I got hit for like 90 bucks. No big deal. You know, I'm not that worried about $90. I'm not like freaking out about it, but I was a little like worried. But the bank gave it back to me, and they ended up doing the case, and they ended up proving that it wasn't me. So I got to keep the money, and whatever the bank does after that is what the bank does. Uh, I'm running around, got to get home, shower, waiting for uh, Tyler to show up. And uh, Tyler comes over. And we're getting ready for the fights. But before we get into the fights, we... He told me that he had, what's the best way for me to describe this? All right, so he's still in class. He's still going uh, through his education. He's going in for his master's. I'm not going to say in what because I'm not 100% sure or can't remember. Let's be honest. Sorry, Tyler. But so he does group projects, right? And and we all know how this works. You got to get together with the group, everybody's putting in their, you know, 10 cents. And but it's done differently today, right? So, a lot of people use Google Drive to share documents. And you invite other people through their email for this. Me and Tyler have shared music. He's made me music, shared it through that. I can listen to it. I can make notes on it. I can send it back to him. And we don't even have to see each other. So it's made sharing things with groups of people that can't get together easier. Um, I actually love it. If you don't use it, give it a try. It's amazing. So where we're, he's telling me all about this, and, you know, there, it was Project 5, let's just say. And there was somebody in the group that you know, wasn't kind of holding their own. Everybody was kind of a little worried, but at the last moment, boom, they pulled off their piece of the project, um, and then they all got to pass that in. Perfect. Now we're talking about Project 8. So Project 8, this person I think was invited, my memory, serving me correctly, uh, I think was invited but never responded. Right? Never responded, never nothing. So they just kept using the same Google Drive that they were always using. Well, this person who did not communicate back was also still using that Google Drive. So Tyler does all of his work. He's doing his papers, he's doing all of his stuff. They're passing everything back and forth, back and forth, going over notes, putting this all together. Well, lo and behold, that person never became part of this group project, right? And so they finish the project, and they pass it in. And everything is time-stamped. You have to have it in at a specific time. And then, I'm going to say a couple moments later, maybe an hour later, I'm not 100% sure, but after they send in the project, that person... Sends in the project, and of course, once it's passed in, I'm not a hundred percent sure how he and the group found out, but he had an uh, he had a way of seeing the papers that were passed in or something like that. Remember, don't quote me. Uh, this is basically telephone right now. So, what happens is, is Tyler notices that the paper that he passed in is he, he's reading his own work in a sense. And so they've got to do something about this, right? they got to figure out what's going on here. So Tyler realizes that this is his work. It's his words to a T. Um, But there's no... Goddamn electricity! There's no uh, stating that it's his right. So that's that's plagiarizing. So basically, this person copied and pasted. I was like, "What?" And so he had to make the decision: Do I bring this up to the professor? And and of course, the answer is yes, one hundred percent yes. You are not snitching. You are not. Doing anything wrong, you can't allow plagiarism plagiarism to happen. And and the reason I I will say the reason I'm saying this is, is I will explain in a moment. So he brings it up to the teacher or the professor, and the professor is like, "I already noticed this. I was actually waiting for you to bring it to my attention," which is the professor's job to make sure that everybody is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Now, the reason that I don't consider this to be snitching or any of those type of situations where you're tattling on somebody or being a Karen about somebody using your work, well, I just said he's going for his master's, right? So when you get your master's, I just found this out, when he gets his master's, I should say, He will be capable of teaching classes at SNU for this particular thing. And I was like, oh, well then no. No, not at all were you in the wrong. I mean, if somebody's copying and pasting and they get their masters from copying and pasting and then gets to teach people... How are you going to be able to teach somebody if all you did was copy and paste? So I was like, no, man, I think you were in the right 100%. Obviously, the professor did the same, but he said he felt bad. I'm like, don't feel bad, dude. You can't feel bad about this situation. You did everything right. You did the work. You did what you were supposed to. You got plagiarized, and now you're bringing that to the attention, and He's like, yeah, but you know, it could, it could hurt this person. And I'm like, this person's already hurting. This person has already got enough things stacked up against them in life as in, in their regular life right now that all they did was make their life harder. Right. Um, you know, that's like what I used to do when, when I was always getting into trouble and. I just kept stacking the trouble up. If, if I was getting into trouble or if I was doing something wrong and I wasn't getting caught, I kept pushing it. I kept pushing it and pushing it until when? Until I got caught. So I only did it to myself. If I had done it and then stopped doing it, I probably never would have gotten caught. But my problem was, is I always got greedy. I always felt like I'm getting, I'm getting something without anybody knowing And it's like the truth always comes out. The truth always comes out. It has this way of emerging, right? Um, So I told him that he did the right thing. Um, And then I was like, you should be looking at this a little bit differently. And he's like, well, how should I be looking at it? I'm like, dude, you're smart enough to be plagiarized. I think that is incredible. Nobody's copying my shit. You set the right example. The, the entire group is backing everything up. I mean, there's complete documentation of everything. They passed in the project before him. I mean, this person really, really fucked themselves. And now they're looking at getting expelled from college. So now, on top of whatever else is going on in the life, family, Uh, uh, work, everything that was overwhelming this person that made them feel like they could not get this project done without cheating. Well, now you won't have to worry about it because if they expel you for cheating, which they should, because that is a reason to be expelled from school. It's not a not reason. It is a complete reason to get expelled. It's crazy. Plagiarism. I didn't even think it was a fucking thing today, especially because of all the technology out there being able to catch you. I mean, they literally have groups of people and programs and soon-to-be AI that are going to be just for this because... Why? Everything's on the internet, and it's very easy to copy and paste. So why didn't the person think of that before copying you, right? So look at this as not you did something wrong, or I'm not even saying he felt that way. I'm saying he felt bad for the person that could be expelled, and now he kind of helped that along, and he didn't. That person did it to himself, but holy crap, smart enough to be plagiarized, man, I wish I wish anyway. So that all happened. We go to the fights. All right. So we're going to the fights and combat zone 77 was awesome. Now, I don't know how often that these happen or uh, how often the fights take place, but Did you know that there were fights in Manchester? I did not. I'm not saying that Combat Zone is always in Manchester, even though I think it is, but really, really cool. And I will have to say there was... One, two, three... There was about six six MMA fights. I think two of them were amateur. Five of them were professional. And then the rest of it was actually kickboxing. Now, I don't know a rule in kickboxing. I barely know the rules in jujitsu, and I do jujitsu, but I don't do jujitsu for sport, so I don't know all the rules. There's a lot of stuff that I'm still learning along the way. But I've never watched kickboxing. I've always heard Joe Rogan talk about kickboxing and how great it is and how he wishes it would get more eyes on it because it's so exciting and he's absolutely right. Holy shit, kickboxing's crazy. I did. You're only allowed to clinch for a little bit. They separate you constantly. As soon as you like, like there was a few people that they would do a kick. They would kick the other foot out from underneath them as they were kicking. And they boom, right on their fucking back. It was wild. But as soon as they fall down, that's it. They got to be able to stand up and go. And there was a few times where a couple people got smacked around, got a couple kicks in, and then the other person was a little wobbled. And, like, they're they're standing there, and the guy is still doing the count, you know, throwing the fingers up, doing the counting, and they're saying that they're okay and letting them back in. So it was, I, I don't know the rules, like I said, but it was so exciting to see. I've never been to the fights I've never been to fights, period. So to be able to do this um, and, and, and see not only some amazing, amazing fights, but two people from PMA Plastow were there. That's right. Yeah, they were in kickboxing matches. I have to go to my phone because I'm, I'm, I'm old and can't remember anything. But Eddie, oh, I'm going to butcher this, bro, and I'm really sorry for it. C O M E-A-U. Camus? I'm going to say Camus. I'm really sorry, Eddie, if I butchered your last name. Go and follow this guy, all right? Go and follow him. He's on Instagram. You can find him. Just type that in. Eddie, C-O-M-E-A-U. And then on fight, uh, I think that was fight three. Yeah, that was fight three. And then fight nine was C.J. Levesque. Levec? I think it's Levesque. Uh, uh, So I'm sorry if I butcher your last name, too. Like I said, I'm not good at names. Um, I'm I'm, I'm glad I can remember what I can remember today. But C-J-L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E, all right? They had two kickboxing matches. Um, I will have to say that neither one of them went in their favor, but those guys... Gave it their all. I think uh, Eddie needs to do some work on his gas tank, and and CJ just got hit with some heavy hard shots that that shook him. You know that shook him, and you could see it. But he never he never uh, uh, stopped moving forward. Um, I did notice that Eddie kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, he was very he looked very tired by almost. The, I'd have to say almost the end of the uh, first round. So they did three rounds. I believe they were two minutes a round. And it was just really cool to see classmates in there pushing themselves, getting out of that comfort zone. And, I mean, you're, you're fighting. And these people are trying to take your head off. And I will have to say that I don't have the guts to do that. And it was pretty incredible to watch. Um, I think they're both in their 20s. I think uh, I'm pretty sure both of them are in their 20s. So they got, they're just getting their, this is the, this was their debut. So they're just getting their fighting career to start. And this is a great place to start. Whether you win or lose, it doesn't matter. You two got out there, you pushed yourselves and you should be very proud of yourselves for doing that. Um, I really do believe that. Because I will have to say, even though Eddie was tired in that first round, I was like, I would have been tired at the beginning of the round. Are you kidding me? Uh, Who am I to say that he had a bad gas tank? I think he does need to do some work to get his gas tank to be uh, more sufficient for him. Uh, He put a little too much energy out there in the beginning. Might want to pump the brakes a little bit. But I'm not saying I'm doing any better than him. I don't know where I would be. I won't even go out into the ring. I've thought about doing MMA just in school because I figured that would be safer than jumping into a ring, right? I'm not uh, in a position where I'm going to go get my bell rung, um, you know, but I don't have a fighting career in front of me. I'm almost 43. There's no fighting career here. You know, I got a slight opportunity to maybe have a podcast career. You know, so it, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And then the last fight of the uh, night uh, was, was uh, uh, Tim, Tim Caron, uh, C-A-R-O-N. I, I rolled with this dude. He's a monster, uh great jujitsu. He's come to our school a couple times. And I will tell you, I was super excited for this fight. And it was the only one that went south. Yeah, it just went south. The guy that he was up against ended up kneeing him to the back of the head while he was down, and then while he was given a minute to collect himself and then, you know, took a point away from the other guy, um, you know, they they were like, okay, so you're okay, you're okay, all right. And then they let him go, and the guy was, you know, punching him, whatever, because this was an MMA fight. And all of a sudden, Tim goes down to his knees, and this guy's throwing elbows 12 to 6. 12 to 6 on the back of his head. Got another point taken away. Then the guy decides to argue with, what do you call them? Are they a ref? Are they an ump? I don't fucking know. The person in the ring that decides everything. That person. He decided to argue with him while Tim is, like, trying to catch himself. And then... You just see the you just see him go like this. Is he a ref? Maybe he's a ref. He's just wave it. That's it. It's over. <sharp inhale> Goes like that. Done. The guy, the, the other guy, was super bummed out. He was yelling and screaming. Um, um, Tim's just basically holding himself up. You know, uh, you could see he was rocked, but he was he was like looking around. He's like, all right, I could get back into this if necessary. Ref called it. This guy's all pissed off. Uh, they bring up the announcer and the cameraman and everything else. And, 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 and that guy is still yelling and screaming. The, 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 uh, the ref is trying to grab him by the glove so that, you know, they can do the hand raise uh, to whoever won. Of course, Tim won from disqualification um, because of disqualification, I should say. And uh, it was really sad. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was was, kind of sad because I was so excited for that fight and then it it just went to shit. Um, but overall seeing the fight, there was a couple kickboxers in there, man, this guy, one of the guys looked like he had like a box chin. He looked straight out of like Rocky four, that friggin' Russian dude. Holy shit. Did he beat the crap out of the guy in the ring with him? He took that victory. They went all three rounds, and it was uh, split decision. I mean, oh my god, there was a couple of them. You were like, I'm not sure, but I got my, I got it on this. There was another guy with uh, this really really long mustache. Oh man, it was just it was a fucking great night of fights. But when they finally raised the hands and that guy was uh, lost, you the crowd at the beginning, middle, towards the end, was amazing. I've never seen so much positive energy. Just people rooting on, no, no one yelling and screaming at each other, just rooting on their favorite fighters in there. Uh, you could really tell who the favorite was walking into each fight. Um, and, and it was just a great, great energy until that call <laughs> to call the fight. And then everybody's booing. You're hearing yelling and screaming, um, uh, all kinds of shit. So they called that fight. Lights come on. No cameras, no ring girls at that time. And, uh, yeah, they didn't even post that fight's winner on Instagram the next day. Uh, So I'm assuming that, I guess, when it goes to disqualification like that, they don't even really talk about it. Um, But uh, me and Tyler were like, The door, we were sitting like here. The door was right here. We were, and then out the building, out of there, fast, right? Get outside. Uh, We're walking back towards the cars, and you could hear over to our left. You could, uh, over to my right, I should say, where everybody was kind of piling out the front of the building, which I wanted to completely avoid, because you know when a crowd gets sour, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. And sure as shit, we walk outside, we're with a couple of, you know, a couple people out there and you just hear this yelling and screaming and this roar. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad we're not over there because right now there's probably a whole bunch of drunk people just not having it. Maybe they got a. Difference of opinion about the disqualification. Maybe the, the other fighter was their favorite fighter and Tim wasn't. And maybe they're still saying that that was wrong of him to get disqualified. But I don't want to be around a bunch of drunk people that might start street fighting themselves. You know what I mean? So got out of there. Made it home. Um, And it was just an amazing, amazing night. I haven't done anything like that and. Well, I've never been to fights like that, period. So that was a great experience. But to just have a night out, pff, I never do that. I never do that. So it was just really fun, um, you know. Still no COVID, uh, so <laughs> I don't know when that's going to happen either. But it was, it was, it was really great. Oh my god, was it? Was it just amazing? And then uh, Saturday, I had to fix a gate. I just sat around, did a lot of nothing, you know, cleaned up after my dogs and just enjoyed the heat, you know, going in and out of the house. Um, And then my wife left work early and we hung out for the rest of the day, you know, had some uh, fun with some fungi, which is always fun for me. I had some uh, the night of the fights as well, Um, but just eye-opening Uh, relaxing, being able to, um, you know, I was in the right state of mind for it. You know, when I, when I took those, there was nothing bad that happened. It was just all amazing, uh, beautiful colors. And then we decided to watch the glass blowing show on Netflix blown. Oh, I'm telling you watching that on mushrooms was so cool. I just do not know how these people know that the it's going to look the way it does. I mean, I, I mean, most of the shots that they're showing us, all the glass is glowing red. So I'm like, how how do they know? They're like, oh, they got I got colors, I got colors, I'm mixing colors, but everything's bright red because it's so hot. And then they finish, and you're like, that's amazing. And it's like, uh, one of them was like, oh, people watch this on TV, and they think they can do it until they have to come here and do it. I was thinking the opposite. I was watching them do that. I'm like, I don't know how they do it. I I feel like I'm blind. I can't even see. You know, I guess after looking at glass for so long and seeing it heat up and cool down and, They just know. They just know, right? But, yeah, it was just, it was really awesome. It was a great Saturday with my wife. Amazing, amazing three-day weekend. Um, And then, you know, Sunday was uh, awesome. Went down, saw my sister. It rained in Derry, which was so nice. And then we're coming back to Manchester, and it's dry as a bone. I'm like, of course, for three days now, they've said rain, 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 and we didn't get any rain. I'm like, all my plants are dying. Everything is dying outside. Everything. There is there is no amount of water that I can throw on anything to help it survive, because as soon as you put water down, it just evaporates. You're like, oh, Jesus, what the hell? So, super frustrating to watch everything die, Um, it's frustrating that it's been, you know, almost 100 degrees for, like, it feels like three weeks. I think it's, oh, sorry. Mm, Itchy. Uh, I think it feels like three weeks now, right? And it's kind of like when we have those really cold uh, spells during winter, except the opposite, right? We're melting now. Um, But, yeah, I just don't know what to do. My grass is, like, 80% dead. Um, I've tried watering it myself. That was a waste of fucking time. Uh, now my bushes are starting to go. I only got two bushes outside, and I'm, uh, I'm, like, watching them suffer. So I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But if we do not get these temperatures down or, or get some actual fucking rain for a couple days i'll even take it for a couple days at this point if we could just get rain and 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 get rid of the humidity i'll take it i'm trying not to complain too much because it is summer and this is pretty common for us but right now wow that humidity is outrageous and uh having no rain just you're just watching everything dry up and die Uh, The only thing that makes me feel good about it, and you just look at everybody's lawn, there is a very small amount of homes that I've seen that are not, like, green and yellow. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You're not sure how to spell it? It's right here at the bottom of the screen. Or you can click the link in the description Below the video. And now, before you check out, put in promo code T-O-P-H-E-R and get 10% off your purchase. These guys are amazing. They're always killing it. Look at this. You got the WTF. That's brand new. Music-loving Gorilla, which is awesome. I love the neon green. And then, of course, you got Tiki 2022. I mean, they just keep doing it over and over again they came out with a bride of frankenstein deck they got the surf skull they got new kid tees but they've just got all kinds of new stuff medusa leggings super bright flowers sugar skull leggings look at this space monkey space monkey oh it just keeps going and they never disappoint all right so go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com today And get your t-shirts, hats, leggings, skateboards, swimwear. Whatever you're looking for, they're going to have it for you. The coolest shit I've ever seen on anybody is slow down clothing. So go ahead and click the link in the description below the video. And before you check out, put in promo code T-O-P-H-E-R and get 10% off your purchase today are you tired of going to the same old vape shop dealing with the same old clerk and getting the same old response well you need to come to new hampshire vape gallery that's right new hampshire vape gallery is going to be the number one vape shop you've ever stepped in why because we have it all and we're easy to find we're located at 180 lafayette road seabrook new hampshire down the street from home depot and next to smoke rings we're open seven days a week From 1030 to 8 p.m. And you can always give us a call. 603-814-4171. But we've got it all. That's right. Flavors. Disposables. Pouches. All the newest pod mods. All the newest box mods. We've literally got everything. And now we carry Delta 8. Delta 10. Delta 11. All of your THCO. HHCs. We've got it in stock for all of you out there. So you need to get on down or up. New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot, and next to Smoke Rings, where we are open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m., and feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. So stop shopping at those no-name vape shops and come and see us, the guys at New Hampshire Vape Gallery. NaturalBossNH.com That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com Are you looking for some organic products? Are you tired of buying the same old shit off of the shelves that you buy all the time? Maybe you want to invest in small business because you know that they have a better quality product. And get your lip balm, your body balm. You need some salve? This stuff is great. How about your beard? Is it snaggy and you want to make it smooth and silky? Well, get some beard oil. And then, of course, if you want to melt away those stressful days, I still highly recommend the Foot and Body Soak. All right, so go to NaturalBossNH.com today or click the link in the description below the video. It's the fastest way to get there. Why buy one product when you can buy all five of them? Now I want to get into some hot topics. Let's talk topics. All right. So my first one is actually pretty sad. All right. I will have to say, um, I did not know of this person until this morning. Jiu-Jitsu legend Leandro Lowe was shot to death in Brazil Sunday night. They were at a concert In Sao Seao Seao Paulo, and early Sunday morning, um, unfortunately, I guess what happened was is somebody tried to take a drink off of their table, so Leandro decided to stop this person from taking the drink, and somehow took him to the ground. I mean, he's a jujitsu practitioner; it's his second nature. And so he grabbed the guy, and he took him down, and he held him down. I don't know why he had to hold him. I don't know any of this stuff. I don't know anything. All I know is that this is super sad, um, and he's just too young to have this happen. But this has also got a lesson for all of us in it, all right? Um, you know, uh, 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 Lucas Valet um, has rolled with this uh, gentleman. Um, you know, so he has a a history with him, um, you know, very, very sad to have it happen. But I guess he took him down, held him down. And then when he let him up, the article was a little vague. Um, but I guess he let go of him after the guy stopped, whatever he was trying to do. Um, Leandro was hoping that he would just go away. The guy gets up pulls a gun out, and shoots him in the forehead. (laughs) Just so upsetting. Um, But here's the lesson. This could happen to anybody, right? We have to be very careful of what we're doing today. Um... I I I know this is sad but the problem is is that people are hurting today. There's a lot of people hurting all over the world from all different aspects for all different reasons and mostly because our governments have destroyed everything that we knew since COVID. And we don't know where this other person's head was at. He probably felt that he was embarrassed, you know? He was probably embarrassed that he got taken down. He probably was embarrassed that he got held. He probably didn't appreciate the fact that he couldn't have that drink. And he had a gun on him. So he just did what, I, what, what an angry person would do, running off of emotion. Is it right? No. No. Is it sad? Yes. But is this the outcome that could happen to any of us at any moment in time if we make the wrong decision? Yeah. This is why I don't fuck with people on the road. There's road rages going on. People getting upset on the road, and then when they pull over, the other person's coming out, and they're just shooting people. So this is happening at all levels, all around the world, everywhere. But this is so sad. That you know, I mean, if you look at this man's record, his jujitsu record is phew, incredible. He had he had like eight, eight, eight golds. I mean, it's just incredible. You have to look up his record. I don't remember. I just looked at it, you know, a couple hours ago. So I I have a hard time retaining information. But my message to everybody is: be careful who you're interacting with, right? Be mindful that people don't think like you and me, right? Rationally. Um, Trying to keep a head on your shoulders. You know, this guy has years and years and years of martial arts behind him. So he was thinking rationally. I'll just take this guy down, hold him, tell him not to do that again, and this should all go away. But unfortunately, it didn't go away. And now he's no longer with us. And maybe, just maybe, should let that drink go, right? he let the drink go. Um, He moves on with his day. What's a couple bucks for a drink, right? You're already out. You're having a good night. You already know you're going to have to buy a drink. Um, But, man, it just sucks. It just really, really sucks. When shit like this happens, period. You know, I—I'll I, be—I I knocked over a, a lady's drink, uh, trying to go to the bathroom uh, at the fights, and and, and I apologized, it, it, she was fine with it. Um, I came back to my seat, and I, I just—I offered to buy her another drink. And Tyler told me, well, "Why are you doing that? They shouldn't be leaving it on the floor." you know, right in the path where we need to get in and out, so it's kind of on her. And I go, excuse me, but yeah, but at the same time, you know, the nice thing to do is just, what if what if she's really angry about it? I don't need her freaking out at me or causing a scene because I knocked over a drink that shouldn't have been there That doesn't matter. And so I did the right thing. And I was just like, you know what? Do you want me to buy you another drink? You know, and I'm not saying that that's what should have happened here. I don't know how aggressive this person was being trying to grab the drink off the table. I don't know if that is the complete and absolute true story. Um, So there's many factors that I don't know that could have led to him needing To be taken to the ground and being held in place, but unfortunately, um, karate, muay thai, jiu jitsu—none of that shit stops bullets, man. And that's what we have to be worried about today. You have to be worried about whether or not the person that you're having this altercation with, you know, has a firearm. Or won't come back with one. You know? It just it just really sucks. It it hit the jujitsu community really hard. Um we were talking about it in class this morning. Um and, and I noticed that, you know, uh Lucas put it up on his Instagram along with photos of him rolling uh with this gentleman. And then you look at his uh, uh, his accomplishments and he was going places. Um, he, he was going to be, uh, amazing. And, uh, you know, the jujitsu community, uh, really lost a great one, uh, yesterday. So, you know, it's sad, but I hope, you know, people will think a little bit before acting, um, you know, uh, people are, People are not doing well, so just keep that in the back of your head as much as you think what they're doing is inappropriate. maybe there's a better way to deal with the situation um so that they don't uh you know completely lose their shit and 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 pull out a gun and shoot you you know I it just it's like what what could have happened what you know you can't turn back the clock you can't fix this um so It just really sucked, and I wanted to, uh, you know, bring recognition to him, his accomplishments, um, and um, the fact that, you know, we lost a great one. We lost a great one yesterday. So, even though I just learned about him today, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't get the chance to know, um, which is sad, too, because, you know, a lot of these guys from Brazil uh, come to, america to compete and do things and him being he was only 33 i mean i look at that picture and i'm like wow he's only 33 only 33 <sighs> what a waste what a waste over a drink you know so i thought this was really neat uh uh we're seeing a lot of the telescope stuff and no i'm not gonna bring up The friggin' did you see real fun? The, somebody was looking at the telescope or something and they posted this intergalactic fucking galaxy or whatnot. And it turned out to be like some Cheeto or something. Oh my God. I was like, I didn't even see it in the first place. But then when they came back and they were like, I'm sorry, we accidentally posted this. It was actually food. I was like, really? Oh, man, that's not going to look very good. But I guess it it blew over. But this is awesome. So this, uh, the James Webb Space Telescope shared a spectacular image of a cartwheel galaxy, uh, which Hubble and other telescopes previously observed. Um, JWST has been able to review and new details about both star formation and the black hole at the center of the galaxy, which is around 500 million light years from Earth. 500 million light years away? That's, like, unimaginable. It doesn't even sound real. You know? But it is really... Really something. So they're saying this whole thing is one galaxy. So does that mean this is another type of galaxy? And then this is another galaxy here? And 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 this type of, like, this is what we're in, right? We are in one of these type of galaxies. So that means our galaxy also has a black hole in the center of it. We are not. The sun is not the center of our galaxy. Am I correct? If this is true, this is insane. Right? Because that means there's... How many galaxies out there? It looks like endless. Because this one... It's 500 million miles away. No, I'm sorry. 500 million light years away. Light years. So... What is one light year uh, 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 equivalent to? What is that? Now let me ask Google. Hold on. Let's find out. What is one light year equivalent to? One light year equals 5.879 times 10 to the 12th power miles. Is that even an answer? I don't even think that's an answer. What the fuck does that even mean miles five point eight seven nine times ten to the to twelve squared miles i I mean can I just get an answer we can't get an answer so ten to the twelfth power God so is that like a five times ten? This is 500 You square that five. So that's like. 5,000. Maybe five, th- five hundred thousand miles. That's crazy. it's, a, it's a, it, I can't I can't put that into my little pea brain and be like, I can absorb that. I understand it. I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. This Just like all these galaxies don't make any sense to me. Now, I don't... Is this... I've seen this picture a couple times now. These are all little galaxies. You see all these little galaxies. So, if there's galaxies... Hundreds of thousands of light years away... Is it possible... That some of the stars that we see in the sky are galaxies? Is it possible for a galaxy to light up the sky like a star? Right? Is it possible? Do black holes light up the the sky like a star? Maybe we're not just looking at stars. Maybe we're looking at galaxies that are lighting up our sky. I don't know. I'm just asking. I just started thinking about that right now. I'm like, I don't even know. But I thought this was really neat. I love the fact that we can see so much. This is what it looks like uh, without the added... I think they added, or it's multiple pictures. But that's, uh, that's how I more imagine it than this pink thing. But I guess this is all the illumination from all the other stars and stuff like that. So, like I said, you see this picture right here that I'm pointing at right now. um, You can actually see a star. So is it possible that the stars that we are looking at today are some of them up there, maybe galaxies that are lit up? that looks like a galaxy to me. So, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting uh, uh, to, to ask. Um, uh, earned, earned, the most distant star known in our galaxy universe, lensed and magnified by massive galaxy cluster, it was observed Saturday uh, jWst program twenty two eighty two huh so I don't know. I think some galaxies look like stars maybe uh, but let's stick with space look at this. all right so earth Earth is spinning faster than ugh, usual leading to the shortest day ever recorded. Now, I'm going to say a whole bunch of things that I don't even really understand, but maybe you will, or maybe you want to go and look it up and check it out for yourself. But supposedly, the Earth is spinning on its axis faster than it ever has, which boosted it up. Man, it was like, Kilosecond or a millisecond, something like that. We've actually sped up time multiple times since the 70s to keep up with this. But this bump was much faster than the rest of them, which they're saying is going to be more difficult to keep up with. Meta, that's right, Meta, does not want them to even talk about a negative uh, 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 cl- uh, what is it called? Using data from the International Earth Rotation and Reference System Services, TimeAid.com says 2020 boasted 28 of the world's shortest days on record since the introduction of the atomic clock in the 1960s made the measurement more scientifically accurate. Earth hasn't... Ro- Hastened... Rotation has continued to speed up compared to the average in 2021, leading the 2022's record for the shortest day ever recorded. July 26 nearly eclipsed the record, too. If Earth rotational speed trends continue, scientists may want to introduce a negative leap second. Now, this is what Meta does not want a part of. Which could help compensate for the shorter days we experience as a result, but that could lead to a technological issue according to the July 25th uh, meta post. So, oh, I don't know exactly what that means. I don't even know how we go into a negative leap second, but that could fuck all of our technology because all... All of our apps, all of everything that we do technologically runs off of our clock. So if we have to go into the negative, the programs could malfunction and not work properly, which is so wild. But I'm hoping uh, that this uh, uh, little video here will will help... Um, Shed a little bit more light into this than just me muttering here some fucking words I don't even understand. But I mean, that's crazy. And they've already sped up the clock like a couple times. And it's probably more than a couple times because this has been happening since the 70s, 60s. So now, not only are we worried about global warming and fires and 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 flooding and all this other shit but now our access is speeding up to the point where we think we can fix our clocks by going negative but hey wait a minute the earth is speeding up so why don't we just leave it alone why are you fixing the clock Will it actually get to a point where APM is not actually APM? I mean, if you didn't tell us, we probably wouldn't even know, right? APM to me is still APM, whether the sun's up or down. So I don't know. I thought this was fucking wild. Let's see what they have to say about it. The shortest day
1: Earth ever saw was June 29th, 2022. Insider reports that due to a wobble in its axis, Earth completed a single spin in a fraction of a second less than 24 hours. June 29th was 1.59 milliseconds shorter than any other day, reports timeanddate.com. If you thought you were running out of time, you're not completely off. Although in recent decades, Earth has been more likely to slow down, in the last few years, the tendency has reversed. And as a result, days have been getting shorter and shorter. At this pace, a readjustment of atomic clocks may be in the near future. Earth's wobble is not completely out of character. After all, its spin doesn't always happen exactly in line with its axis. But things like ocean tides and gravity from the moon can play major factors too. And although a slight wobble doesn't change much in day-to-day life, this information is important so that atomic clocks can remain accurate to precisely coordinate GPS and Earth-observing satellites.
0: Yeah, so, like I tried to say, and it was only a half a second. So, technically speaking, that's really not that much, right? But I guess it's enough to fuck us all? I don't know, a half a second? I mean, I feel like most of my days have shortened, for sure. But I blame that on COVID, In the long and overall, because when we got locked down, we started new things. Then we opened up. We had to go back to the old things, but I still like doing the new things. So now I'm trying to keep with the new things and bringing back all the old things. So therefore, all my time got consumed. So now every day is just loaded with a whole bunch of stuff that I want to do all the time and stuff that I just have to get done. And by the end of it, you're just like, oh, wow, where'd the day go? But a half a second is enough to fuck everybody. And that's crazy to me. But will we ever see it get to like a whole minute? I mean, and what happens when the earth starts spinning faster, right? They talked about it slowing down, but now they say it's doing the opposite. What does that entail? What does that mean? Does that mean that we're eventually going to spin? Could we get to a point where we're spinning so fast that we can't even stay on Earth anymore? I mean, is it going to be like, um, oh, crap, what was that ride? I used to go on it when I was a kid, and I can't even go near it now. And you would stand up in it, and it would spin, and you would just feel your whole body being compressed Oh, man, I used to love that when I was a kid, and I tried it once in my late 30s, and I thought I was going to die. So I've realized that is not for me anymore. It's definitely for, you know, the younger guys out there and girls, too. But is a half a second enough to fucking screw everything up for us? According to everybody out there, it is. It's enough To screw this all up and if they actually have to go into the negative with a negative leap second whatever the hell that really means it could screw up all our technology all our updates all of our programs our calendars our gps it could literally mess everything up and cause it not to work anymore And I had no idea any of this was happening. (laughs) So I thought this was a crazy thing to read up on. Um, And uh, I just think it's... I mean, with everything else going on, why not add the the world speeding up and time being taken away from us and the chance of our entire technological uh, everything completely collapsing uh, because... Time's moving too fast, and the computers are only programmed to move along with time as is. You know? So, man, oh man, crazy, crazy shit. And my, my next one, I thought this was really neat. I do not know if this is actually going to help, and I want to see uh, what the, the video shows. But Emerald Tutu being developed to protect Boston neighborhoods from increased threat of flooding let's see what this is all about because i don't even know i do know that they're coming up with more and more ways to try and stop the flooding i mean there was a giant giant flood um um earlier last i think it was the middle of last week absolutely horrible um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. The articles were like, oh, 11 dead, more to come. It was really bad. So many houses do not exist anymore. People are stuck on top of their roofs. The river just sucked up everything, and it was just sad. And maybe if this is a way to stop the floodwaters from coming in and destroying homes, maybe we'll start seeing this more and more along rivers and all kinds of coastal areas to try and save uh, our land and our houses and ourselves right so let's check this out cuz i i, I want to see what this is all about all right so it's a little bit long but we're going to get through it uh huh
2: emerald tutu and it's exactly that it's a emerald? band of green space around boston that will protect the city from rising sea levels. What? Just last week, the National what? Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration issued a report showing Boston could see up to 18 days of high tide flooding next year and predicted that trend would grow. Boston has already gotten a taste of the future as rising seas flood busy streets and landmarks on a more regular basis.
3: What's happening is Boston used to be marshland. A lot of it is filled.
2: Marshes act like nature's sponge, absorbing rising tides and softening the blow of powerful waves. Replacing those areas with the hard built-up surfaces you find in an urban setting has the opposite effect. That gave Julia Hopkins and a team of scientists at Northeastern University an idea to recreate the effect that a marsh has. They call it the Emerald Tutu.
3: It's a coastal resilience tool. It's called a nature-based solution, which means that it is an engineered infrastructure that uses a lot of natural elements to protect the shoreline from flooding, specifically from storms.
2: This is what the Emerald Tutu would look like around East Boston, one of the neighborhoods most endangered by rising sea levels. Hmm. Scientists are now testing prototypes, seven-foot disks that have plants on the top and seaweed on the bottom. Link the disks together and place them just off threatened coastal areas.
3: Meant to sort of surround Boston like a tutu.
2: As incoming waves hit the tutu, their force is absorbed and diminished. Hopkins says a big advantage of this approach is flexibility.
3: The tutu in particular is modular, which means over time, as conditions change, as climate change intensifies, you can change the tutu to match whatever the weather conditions are that you're experiencing. Boston
2: has already seen nine inches of sea level rise since 1950, and the future is ominous, even with aggressive carbon cuts. Co-
0: the, the only thing I'm going to interrupt this for is, are they going to explain why they're calling it a tutu? Is it because a tutu is only around your waist, and they're only doing it around the coastal, so they're calling it a tutu? I don't know. I think it's weird is it not a weird name maybe it's just
2: me cuts the updated estimates bring another foot of water on top of that by 2050 the emerald tutu earned a research grant from the national science foundation it's also inspiring young scientists who want to be part of a solution to climate change
1: it's exciting to not just have this looming dread of what's to come but to be working on something that's gonna
3: be a potential solution. The energy of a wave resonates throughout the entire network. Hopkins hopes the
2: first of its kind approach can be replicated in lots of coastal cities.
3: We're meant for an urbanized coastal environment, and certainly that means all of Boston. I'm a New Yorker by training, so that means uh, hopefully a lot of New York City, too.
2: All right, so you might be wondering how they chose the name. Emerald Tutu is a play on the Emerald Necklace, which is the chain of parks that goes from the Esplanade down through the Arboretum and ends at Franklin Park. And they hope this will become another iconic landmark showing how Boston develops an outdoor resort.
0: Okay. Huh. Well, they told me why why it's a tutu, and uh, I get it now. What? I mean, that's cool. That is cool. I mean, we gotta come up with ways to to try and save ourselves from the climate changing, right? Um, with the waters rising and the ice caps melting and I'm not I'm not again, I'm not saying that this is all our fault. I do believe that this is supposed to happen, right? Um, you know, the 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 U.S. of A. was under an ice cap, you know? So, it had to go away in order for us to be here today, right? It really did. So, who's to say that everything that's happening right now is just our fault? But whether it is our fault or not, this is a pretty cool solution. If it works, the theory sounds amazing... But if it actually can be pulled off and turned into realism, then that'll help a lot, right? Hopefully help uh, the flooding and, you know, you know, because flooding in Boston during the winter, I mean, I feel like flooding in general is bad, but during the winter, so much worse because it's not just water. It's, it's now water. It's ice and it's freezing cold and yes I know water is usually pretty cold anyways and once it floods things it becomes poo-poo water and it's really bad for you to be in it but at least it's not negative 60 in the water right now um, so it's not as bad even though it's really bad um, to be caught in a flood but I, I just I like seeing where we're going it's like the kid that, Made the, the garbage machine that's supposed to pick up the plastic from the ocean and stuff like that. Uh, but then they show you coastal lines of Costa Rica, I believe it was, um, with just, I mean, it didn't even look like water. It was just plastic bottles everywhere. Just, they were, it, was, it wasn't even like waves. It was, it was plastic moving. It was, it was wild to see. Um, and, and it's so gross to see at the same time, because you know, that's coming, you know, from all of us, you know, people just throwing shit in the water all the time. I mean, how many homeless people pissing shit in the river and then throw their empty water bottles in it? Where's that going? Where's that going? I'm not saying it's just the homeless people, but that's most likely, you know, they're all living down by the river in tents around here. So who's to say that they're not pissing and shitting and showering and then throwing their trash in it? Because if they throw their trash in it, they watch their trash go down. It's not my problem anymore. You know, so I think with as many people trying to destroy the planet, um, there's just as many people out there that want to try and save it. I really wish we could all work together and make this work for all of us. But it seems like right now we're going to have to put our faith and the scientists and the people that want to try and save the planet and see if they can. But I think this would be really cool. Uh, You know, I don't think... uh, I don't know if I would actually go out and walk around in it and all this other stuff, but I do believe that it's going to be a really cool feature, and if it works, hopefully there will be less flooding in Boston. And then if it really works then they can duplicate this and they can do this to cities and areas all around the world and try to keep the flooding down in general. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? Like if you had these things in those areas of the river that flooded, you know, and then it could slow that down. Like, would you put it before the river? Or would you actually put it in the river? You know what I mean? But if there's a way to cut back on the flooding, I'm, I'm all in. Uh, let's do it. Let's see if it works. Let's try to cut some of this down, um, you know, because forest fires and earthquakes. I mean, speaking of weather and shit like that, did anybody see that there was a whole bunch of lightning storms, right? Two people died in Washington from a lightning strike. There was another... Person that died, I think somewhere in New Hampshire, from a lightning strike, and I was like, what the hell? We can't even get rain here in Manchester, but people are dying from lightning strikes right now. It is a wild time for Mother Nature, um, you know, and then, of course, if you want to put on your tinfoil hat, um, a lot of people are saying that, you know, forest fires are, are crazy right now, but they're also wondering... How is it that these forest fires, if they're, you know, the winds are blowing and they're burning down houses, how is it that there's no ash anywhere except for where the house were? Um, What about the trees that are still surrounding the house that had not burned to the ground? Um, So even in forest fires, people got to put on that damn tinfoil hat and be like, nope, I think this is being done by lasers. (laughs) Look, you can turn anything you want into a conspiracy theory if you try hard enough. But I think we've all learned from um, Alex Jones. I think we've all learned from Alex Jones. Just be careful of what you say out loud. Because if you're wrong, well, you might have to pay for your words. Being wrong, right? That guy's getting hit with $4.5 million per person. I think it turned out to be $45.83 million payout to those families, which they deserve. You know, if it wasn't for what he said and how he portrayed it, his people would have never done those actions and maybe we would be looking at a different story. Or if he just retracted what he said early enough and was like, no, it was real. I, I was wrong. You know, he wouldn't be in the position that he's in. But we've all got to remember that. Be careful of what you say and do. Because it may come back to bite you. You know what I mean? Fucking wild times, man. It's wild times today. It is... A crazy, crazy world we all live in right now. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little worried about everything right now. I'm a little worried about it. But I'm also excited, you know, for all the new stuff to come. Uh, So it's like, I think I've said this multiple times now, but it's like the worst and the best time to be alive. It's, It's so crazy. We have so many technological advances. And then at the same time, we have so much devastation and death. And you're just like, oh, I, is there good? Does the good outweigh the bad? Or are they pretty equal right now? And I think having our these phones in our pockets and being so connected and just news, 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 24-7, you can actually overwhelm yourself. So try not to do that either. But, yeah, I just think that... Uh, I th- I think it's uh pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool and uh if we can if we can sl- get the get the world to slow down on its spinning, cut back on the flooding, figure out how to stop these wildfires. Um I, you know, I don't think we can stop earthquakes, but if we can slow a few things down, we might be able to see uh you know, 2050. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. <clears throat> but anyways, so, uh, well, that's the podcast, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Uh, thank you for watching and listening and subscribing. I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you. Um, if you're new to the podcast, remember, subscribe. All right? Click that subscribe button. Um, it's what really keeps me coming back here week after week. So go ahead and do that. If you want to get more involved with the podcast, remember T A L K I N with Topher at gmail.com. That's where you're sending it. Talking with Topher at gmail.com. Um, you can attach a video, a picture, whatever you want to do. But send that email over to T-A-L-K-I-N with at gmail.com. And uh, if I pick you out, I'll have you on the podcast. And I think that'd be really fun. So if you want to get involved, that's how you do it. Send it on over to the official email. T-A-L-K-I-N at gmail.com. And then, of course, you can follow me. I'm on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. All right. And, um... With that all being said, I hope everybody out there enjoys your Thursday, whether it's the morning, noon, or, uh, or evening. Um, I hope you have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. Make good choices, and remember, you're not—you don't always have to be a hero. So don't try to be one. Somebody's doing something you don't like. Today might be the day you let them have a pass, okay? Um, But uh, I, I thank you all. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. And as always, I will talk to you later.